My sermon today on January 25th, 2009 is called Chosen to Bless. It's based on Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 to 14. You and I are chosen by God to bless this world. You are chosen and called to be here today, worshiping on this beautiful Sunday in January of 2009. You are doing God's will in worshiping and responding to His blessings. Our text today is a wonderful affirmation of how God pursues us, redeems us, and blesses us in so many ways. Our only faithful response is to praise and worship and glorify God. And I say hallelujah. We are chosen by God to be here in praise and worship. We did not choose God, but God chose us. God is the actor, the active one, the pursuer, the lover, the grace-filled one, the sovereign, holy, majestic, eternal God. The one who adopts us as sons and daughters in Jesus Christ. The one who gathers up all things in Christ. And we are chosen by God. Chosen to bless chosen for abundant, extravagant lives of grace-filled hospitality, chosen to heal and bless and embrace this world of God's children. We're chosen to be warm with passion and on fire with the love and hope found only in Jesus Christ. Some call us Presbyterians the frozen chosen. I don't believe that. I don't believe that we are frozen in our chosenness. I believe that we are simply people who, for some reason, don't often share or acknowledge where our hope, our strength, our vitality, our wisdom and imagination come from. We run around as the richest people on earth, even after losing 30 or 40 percent of our assets, and we become so jaded with all of our stuff that we don't practice using the appropriate language to tell others how we've been blessed or where our blessings come from. We have to help others connect the dots and help them see what God is doing in our lives. My wife's cousin is a youth pastor in the York, Pennsylvania area. I called him up the other day and asked him how he was, and he says, I am too blessed to be depressed. That simple statement is magnetic and attractive. It makes me want what he has. I know that God is working in his life. Some time ago, I asked Bill Adams, an elder of First Presbyterian Church in Lancaster, how he was doing, and he responded, My cup runs over with blessings. Another magnetic response. A response that draws people into this powerful chosenness. I believe that we can find other creative ways and uses of language to bless others and draw them into this abundant life. Now, we only get better at this through practice, so let's practice right now. Turn to the person on your right or left or someone near you and say, I am blessed by Almighty God. I don't understand it, don't deserve it, but I am. Or turn to the same person or someone else and say this, My cup is running completely over with spiritual blessings. You could say, God has lavished me with, and then you fill in the blank, health or wealth or freedom or intelligence, imagination, great parents, whatever. Doesn't this feel good? This, my friends, is church. This is sharing our hope and our faith. Sure, it's simplistic, concocted, and unnatural, but it it at least warms us up to the possibility. 
Well, let me give you a caveat. If you were not able to share feelings of blessings, I hope that someone near you noticed that and will pray for you or walk with you on your road. Or come up after the service and I will pray with you. That, too, is real church. Being present for one another in tough times and in good times. Choosing to bless another in their need, right where they are. We are chosen to be a blessing by sharing hope or by caring to be present. As the active um, executive presbyter for the Presbytery of Donegal, I get to worship in from one to three or four churches per Sunday. On Sunday, December 28th, I was looking for a church or two to attend where I'd hear an installed minister preach. That isn't always easy on the Sunday after Christmas. For the 8.45 a.m. service, I chose First Presbyterian Church in York because they have two very capable pastors. I figured that for sure one of them would be preaching at the contemporary service. Well, I learned sometime into the service that this was designated as Testimony Sunday. The preachers would be the people that felt moved to speak. Well, let me tell you, after four or five emotionally packed testimonies, I knew that this was real church. This was the body of Christ. This was a community of God-loving people who cared for one another, supported one another, and could tell others what God was doing in their lives. I was richly blessed by the experience. This loving community was chosen to bless me, one another, and the world. In September 2007, a number of us from the Presbytery attended the first PCUSA Evangelism Conference in Nashville, Tennessee. There were great workshops, worship, and speakers. The piece that jumped out at me was the piece about engaging the community in new ways. The sheet on the wall was called Evangelism in Emerging Culture. The bullet point said, It's all about community and conversation. We have three options. Join an existing community, transform an existing one, or create one. Community and conversation. Well, we're already in communities of neighborhoods, jobs, and civic organizations, so we can season the conversations with hope, with blessings, and with the grace in Jesus Christ. We are chosen to bless our communities. Another angle on the same issue comes from a recent book by Margaret J. Wheatley called Turning to One Another, Simple Conversations to Restore Hope to the Future. In that book, she comments numerous times about the tremendous power of people getting together and talking about things they care about. Conversations over kitchen tables, conversations in living rooms, conversations in book clubs, pinochle clubs, bridge clubs, etc. People talking to people about things that matter. For those of us who are chosen to bless this world and God's people, we have a word of hope. We have confidence in God who will bring all things together in Christ. Our conversations can be used to bless others and draw them into this loving community. Let me explore one more angle on this. In the November Presbyterian meeting at New London Presbyterian Church, the Reverend Jeff Lample taught the concept of the Reveal Survey done by Willow Creek. They discovered that what really makes fully devoted followers of Christ is people who commit to reading God's Word, 
getting an accountability partner and holding one another accountable to reading the Word and reflecting on what it means to you today. How simple, yet how powerful. Reading God's Word and being asked about it. Being in community and conversation. Sharing with another how the life-giving Spirit of God is active in our lives. Friends, we're chosen to bless one another. So there it is, over and over and over, I'm hearing God's Spirit bring us to that place of community where two or three are gathered, and God is there, working in the midst. In verse 13 of our text, it says, When you had heard the word of truth, the gospel of salvation, and had believed in him, were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. So faith and belief and life come from hearing the word, hearing the hope, hearing the experiences of God working in you and through you. Friends, we are chosen to bless others. We have every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places and need to let it out, share it, spread it around, and bring others into this incredible life. So we are chosen by Almighty God to cobble together some friends, some neighbors, some venues for conversation about what matters. We are chosen and blessed to bless this world no matter where we go. To God be the glory. Amen.